2: On the K-State Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is the Jeff Mitty Show, brought to you by PowerCat Sports Grill, where fans, friends, and families watch every game. People's State Bank, serving Wildcat fans since 1897. People's State Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Kansas Strong, get the facts at kansasstrong.com. And by... The Kansas Soybean Association. The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas farmers. This is the Jeff Mitty Show. Here's Brian
3: Smoller. And welcome to another edition of the Jeff Mitty Radio Show. Brian Smoller with the head coach of the Wildcats, Jeff Mitty, talking all things K-State women's hoops over the next hour. Got a lot of stuff to get to today. Tough losses for the Wildcats this last week, but an epic performance by one Ioka Lee yesterday against the Oklahoma Sooners. We'll talk about that performance. We'll talk uh, a little bit about some of the other players for K State. We'll see if we get an update on the medical front for the Wildcats, not just players, but staff, as a couple of guys were missing and gals missing from the bench, uh, as you may have noticed uh, from the broadcast or from in person at Brambleton Coliseum this week. We'll also have uh, a question loaded in about retired jerseys, and we've got uh, transfers and then uh, the transfer market this year and the, how K State's done historically and then the Big 12 stuff as well. So a lot to get to on today's show. Of course, we love to hear from you. Toll-free, 1-866-577-8228 or 1-866-KSST-CAD. You can jump in on the Facebook live stream. Hello to those of you watching us on Facebook Or you can also tweet at me, at Brian Smolder and get your question on the air. Coach, thanks for coming in and joining us on the program today. I know uh, it's been a tough week, just gut punch after gut punch with these losses. Um, Another tough one yesterday after another valiant effort by the Gals.
4: Uh, Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, We've been involved, you know, obviously in some tight ball games. And um, we we haven't just, uh, you know, necessarily – made necessarily the play um both games but uh, you know it comes down to a couple plays i think our execution has been better down the stretch in both games that's a positive out of there i think our team has executed things pretty well whereas maybe a week or two ago those that wasn't the case the last four or five minutes of the game so i think those are the positives taken out of there
3: what do you tell a team after a game like that i mean you're right there you have every opportunity and You know, I don't know how far down you want to go on this path, but a, a no call doesn't go your way. And everyone says, well, it should never come down to that, all that sort of thing. All that aside, there's still the pain, the frustration, the anger, whatever you want, the disappointment all in one moment. As a coach, what do you say to your team when you go in the locker room after a game like that?
4: Well, I'm always amazed at the people that say, "Well, it should never come down to that." If you watch college athletics, these games come down. They're tight games. <laughs> they're competitive games. The uh, the other teams on scholarship too. Uh, <laughs> they're they're good players. Um, they. Uh, Uh, You know, you go back historically and, you know, some of the best plays uh, or some of the best games in college basketball history come down to one or two plays. (laughs) And and so the the crowd that goes, well, you should never let it get to that point. The reality of it is, is that you're going to be in a lot of these games. And uh, there, the, it is going to come down to one, two, three, four plays. So, uh, you know, I thought our group, uh, you know, uh, I thought OU played extremely well early in the game. They had a lot of secondary players hit a, uh, some shots that uh, maybe their percentage-wise didn't match up. And uh, the tot kid knocked a couple shots down. Van knocked a couple shots down. Uh, uh, knocked uh, was aggressive early. Uh, those were the stories of the early part of the game because Williams and Robertson and Gregory, we were doing a pretty good job on them. So we were playing from behind most of the day because a lot of the secondary players of OU were playing very well. We got in the second half, and I think our team just kept clawing. You know, we got to five in the third quarter, knocks of shots down. Oh, you extended it back to ten. We ran it back at him again. Oh, you extended a little bit more. Uh, Robertson gets fouled on the three, which is a little iffy on that side because she kind of extends the right foot. You know, those kind of things. But we ran it back again. That was with three eighteen to go, and then and then we have an opportunity to win it. And um, look it's not a no call it's a missed call so the, the 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 notion that that's a no call um it's a missed call and um that's yeah it happens it's a human error and and um that's just part of uh part of college athletics um and it's part of uh yeah just just part of part of where we're at and and uh, unfortunately it didn't go our way
3: now, when you go into the locker room and you, and you visit with the young ladies on the team, is that what you tell oh, yeah. them? Miss call that it's a miss call. Hey, don't work, keep your head high. We, we should, or, or do you take the focus off of that and, and focus on what you said earlier, which are the positive sort of things?
4: Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not going to address things we don't necessarily control. You know, we don't know. We don't control those things, and I'm not going to address those. Uh, other than the 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 fact that uh, just uh, in telling a basketball team that I feel for them, I feel for the fact that they've taken it to the mat and fought back and and. Um, You know, all the things that uh, you you want a team to be resilient, you want a team to have the fight, you want a team to continue to believe when they're down 10, all the positives of what our team did. I think you try to harp on those things and you try to, you know, um, those are tough locker rooms. Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Those are tough locker rooms. There's tears in there. There's anger in there. There's, there's emotions, uh, on all sides of it. Those are tough locker rooms, you know? And, and, uh, um, so for the people that, that talk about, uh, and I say the, the people I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm talking about anybody that if you've been in a locker room like that, you understand it. Okay. You have to understand that, that, when you put everything in and and you lay it out on the line, there's going to be a lot of emotions. And um, it's hard on a basketball team. Uh, I'm a believer that um, you just got to keep doing it and and good things will happen. And uh, I thought we left there okay. But um, I think we left there a variety of emotions, anger, disappointment, uh, tears, uh, uh, all the above, feeling like that uh, we deserved a little better at the end and and all the above.
3: Uh, all the above you had practice today already or was it an off day today
4: well we had a a, a team meeting and we had a, a short um we, we didn't do anything physically today physically it was a day off mentally uh there were some things that i wanted to make sure that we were on the right path going forward
3: and did you feel like that everybody I, one of the things i what i'm trying to get around to is what you have lauded this team for and we've seen it on the court in these in this stretch where you've played some pretty difficult opponents but have played so tough and energy they continue to fight they bring it each day despite some of these losses that have been right there as you mentioned before in a pandemic and everything else not excuses but factors that are peripheral that perhaps as you mentioned are outside of your control it's very easy to want to quit and pack it in and not bring energy and not bring fight it seems like this team despite the constant kicks to the gut have continued to show up each day wanting to get better and listening to coaching it seems like that's an admirable trait i'm guessing even in the meetings today you still saw that same sort of energy
4: well i yeah i i think our you know i text the team early this morning just to i don't know just to give some positive as much as i can because i think it's important that um you stay positive especially as we've talked about the challenges of this year and so um you know i got some good responses back sometimes you just get you know thumbs up or whatever because it's a group chat and that's that's fine but um I'm not really asking for responses most of the time. I'm just telling them, hey, let's have a great Monday. Let's, you know, do well in class. Let's, you know, um, uh, you know, one of the things that was Team Halley yesterday and and Team Halley game yesterday. So I reminded them of the impact they have on others and and reminded them how lucky we were to play yesterday, how fortunate we were to be able to have an impact on others. Uh, I went and saw uh, some of the – uh, group that had come, it was a much smaller group, obviously. Obviously, with COVID this time, but um, you know, don't forget, there's uh, uh, young uh, boys and girls watching us play. So uh, it's uh, we're still uh, we're still with all the stuff going on out there. We're still pretty lucky to be able to compete on Sunday, be able to compete uh, for a great university, and. Um, Uh, But I will tell you this. You might be able to tell. I'm still a little pissed about it or angry or or, or whatever. You might be able to tell
3: that. It's Facebook. You can say it.
4: Well, (laughs) I'm just telling you. uh, No, I I don't. uh, Yeah, um, I am. And um, uh, but. Having said all that, we've got a job to do to get ready for Texas Tech, and um, and uh, that's where our focus turned very quickly after the game last night.
3: We'll put that behind us, at least in from the that ending, and move forward to talk about Yoki. When well, we'll take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Yoki Lee's amazing performance yesterday and some of the strategies that led to that. We'll also talk a little bit about some of the updates on the staff and players as we get as K-State continues to try and get back to full strength here as we hit the month of February. That when we return, stay tuned. More of the Jeff Mini Show coming up in a moment on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: Get your ice cold Bud Light. Bud Light salsa here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now hip. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two baggos. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you.
0: Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy your response. Heiser Bush Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer. IRC Beer. Beer in Texas. St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Making ends meet has always been a challenge, but lately, additional new sources of energy have been driving up costs faster than we can keep up.
0: For people
4: on a fixed income, the impact of costly additional energy sources hits hard. The
3: fact is, oil and natural gas remain the most economical energy source known to the world today, lifting up Kansas families with affordable, reliable energy.
1: That makes all the difference for a Kansas family like mine. Get the facts about Kansas oil and natural gas. Oil, oil and, and natural, natural gas, gas helps keep every, keep every Kansas, Kansas family, family strong. strong. People's State Bank offers 10 convenient locations statewide. Whether you're looking for a loan, personal or business accounts, ATMs, mobile banking, or bill pay, PSB wants to help you. At People's State Bank, we take pride in our communities. Check us out at psbbanks.com. People's State Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
3: The show was presented by Powercat Sports Grill, where fans, friends, and families watch every game. That's our normal home for the Jeff Biddy Show. We look forward to being back at Powercat Sports Grill once this is all over, said, and done. So stick with us. We love the fans that have stayed with us to this point and stayed loyal. Love it. a big crowd at Bramwich. Uh, for the last two games hopefully more coming up and to support the Wildcats during this time by the way jump in on Facebook you can always get in love to hear shout outs even if it's just a, a statement of encouragement for the Wildcats or coach Mitty we will pass them on here on the show uh, let, before we move on from the Oklahoma game we got to talk about Ioka Lee and her amazing performance uh, 37 points 18 rebounds in this contest and, and clearly with the the shortage of players and the shortage of height for Oklahoma. It was a big part of the game play. Get the ball inside to Ioka Lee. 37-18, hard to imagine you could ask for anything more out of Ioka Lee. But uh, your thoughts on her performance yesterday goes down as one of the greatest individual efforts in K-State women's basketball history.
4: I thought it was really good. I thought, uh, uh, you know, quite frankly, we didn't get the ball early enough in the game. I was not happy. Uh, to, we're still not understanding that. I, I'm having to call way too much to un- to have our basketball team have the discipline and understanding to get it there, uh, particularly in this matchup because they 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 were going to have to bring extra help. There wasn't a, hey. Let's make a decision on this. It wasn't a decision for them. They had to do it right because they just don't have the size in there. And uh, unfortunately, we're we're still um, um, not able to play uh, without some calls to get it in there. And at halftime, I was uh, not happy with our group, and and really had to go to a lot of calls to get it there. And as the game progressed, we really did do a nice job. I thought. Uh, I thought uh, everybody did a nice job of getting the basketball in there. And I thought we had a good balance of that. We had Chrissy knocking some threes down. We had Rachel knocking some threes down. So, But that was also because they had to bring double teams. So there were things that we were doing. But I thought Lee had a great position, worked extremely hard, demanded the basketball, and – and obviously finished very well
3: one uh, question about that about the entry feeds to her you could see that as you mentioned there were different ways of finding entry feeds to ioka there were times where you swung the ball around the perimeter were able to get in from the wings which is i think what most people recognize or see just yeah that's when you're thinking about getting to the post that's where the ball is going to come from it's from the wing but there were a few times when those quick passes where you were able to go from the top Top yep. of the circle right down into ioka and get a, a quick drop step in a basket. you're playing a team that only has six players, and this kind of it, it, it's a loaded question I don't know how how to phrase it exactly how do you balance we have to get it into ioka because of the in, out of the advantage you just mentioned they have to bring a double team they gotta help they're gonna foul her if they don't you know if, if she doesn't just lay it in versus dribble drive on other players to get them in foul trouble and get them. Because of their short roster number out of the game, does that make sense i guess yeah. I, how, do, how do you yeah. balance that in a, in a game plan
4: Well, I think you know try to be aggressive in transition, which we we're trying to do um um trying to be aggressive drive it to the rim and transition see if you can't pick up some fouls there but I mean there were one quarter OU had zero fouls and we're not a great team at drawing fouls we're, we're really not we don't have a high number of players that uh, get to the free throw line so that that can be problematic for us at times um and I think OU's learned to play with sick so they they've learned to stay out of foul trouble and and they've learned to uh not foul uh, a ton and and um uh, they've played pretty well that way. They, you know, it's not like this is the first time they've been playing this way. They've played the last four games this way, right. and they've, they've, they've uh, should have probably beaten Iowa State. Get beat by a couple there, uh, beat Kansas. Uh, they went on the road to beat Texas Tech. Uh, you know, so they've they've been playing this way for a while. They're a tough offensive team. There's no doubt about it. So, um, you know, I just think our ball movement was a lot better. We we really wanted to get the ball in the middle of the floor. You saw the last play with Ebert on the drive. Um, uh, Maddie Williams really rotates over hard, and Ebert gives a nice dish off to uh, Yoki to tie the game. That was a really good play. And then, uh, you know, the last play of the game, uh, we had Mackey in the middle of the floor at the free throw line, wide open. Um, They go on a trap on Ebert. Ebert chooses uh, Rachel Rachel makes a really good pass to Lee but we've also got a chance in the middle of the floor with Mackey on that play as well so um, I, I thought our execution was much much better down the stretch uh, and I thought I think the last two games we've executed pretty
3: well no doubt uh, the passing it, you could just see it uh, stepping up in, in a big way Ioka by the way set the school record for points in a conference game and the points in the single game by a sophomore, single game by a center. In fact, her points uh, by the center, uh, 37, second in the nation for points by a center in a game this year, third of the Big 12. This, according to our good friend Randy Peterson, who is uh, the uh, communications contact for women's basketball, and she is the 11th player in program history to pocket two or more career 30 point games. And now, of course, ranks among the Big 12 leaders still in uh, field goal percentage, 59%, which is also 14th in the nation. You mentioned the end of the game play. Nick Lander jumps in on Facebook to ask us a question. He says, Coach, last season, you had the benefit of two experienced leaders in Peyton Williams and Angela Harris to help your team, especially in late game situations. As you look at the roster, who is stepping into those leadership roles, or who do you expect to fill those roles down the road?
4: Yeah, I think the biggest challenge we're having is is maybe just that guard spot. You know, I think Lee uh, has good leadership. I think uh, uh, I, I think at the guard spot, particularly the point guard spot, we've got to grow players into that. We're real sporadic right now with it. Uh, you know, Ebert even played some point down the stretch in this game. Uh, Sid was a little bit flustered at times, so we're we're trying to find those things. I think there are. Um. um Uh, We've got a gap there truthfully we've got a gap there that's got to get better and, and uh, they've got to grow up in a hurry and uh, I do think that they've been better the last couple games collectively. I think uh, um, I think uh, Emily Ebert uh, certainly uh, is someone that I think uh, understands things. she understands where the ball needs to go. she just needs some time and and uh, you know you you uh, have to grow up quick in these short games, right You have to grow up quick in these close games. so hopefully Ebert can do that. Um, Jada Moore, hopefully Jada Moore can continue to grow there. She's a young player that, um, has battled some of the COVID protocols that I think has really hurt that growth here. That's the one thing that if you want to know in terms of like the challenges that teams or, or in our particular case, there's just not a lot of practice time. So everybody says, you know what, you know, because you're balancing rest with practice, and you're balancing those things, and so um, they're just very, very limited. So you're having to learn during games, and uh, that's a uh, uh, that has turned out to be painful. Um, as close as we've been.
3: Yep. K-State has been right there in a couple of games and lost them. Oklahoma, by the way, the team that K-State played knows all about this. The Sooners who have really struggled in the Big 12 the last couple of years, it has largely been because of close games. They were, prior to this season, the last two years, just 10-23 and 23 in games decided by nine points or less. This year, 4-1. and one. So they have turned the corner a little bit on that, and it shows, again, how, line, how thin the line is in the Big 12 and competitive between Uh, the middle of the pack, so to speak. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about, we mentioned Nick did some of those transfers. Angela Harris, as he mentioned there, some of those impact players. How the transfer market has impacted K-State. It's been in a pretty good way under Jeff Mitty. We'll talk about that when we return after a word from your local stations on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
0: Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel.
2: The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council
3: this being brought to you by mhk dental in manhattan mhk dental and dr morgan lewis smith are now accepting new patients call 537-2800 or visit mhkdental.com to book your appointment today brian smolder along with the head coach of the wildcats jeff Mitty. by the way we just answered the question of nick lander on facebook if you want to jump in and get a question in you can certainly do so on facebook or on twitter you can tweet at Brian Smolder to get a question in for the show. Nick, by the way, passes along to you, Jeff. Uh, thanks, Coach. Appreciate you and the team battling through the season and giving us something to cheer for. So there's a bit of encouragement from the fans that uh, are trying to give the thumbs up to this team. I, I know uh, the first thing when I got home from last night, I was in a horrible mood, as I'm sure you were, and, and the team was as well. Uh, my daughter greeted me at the door with a note to give to ioka and chrissy that basically said the same thing keep your heads up rooting for you can't wait to give you a big hug so coding your point about team hallie and the kids that were there um i had to deliver that message today so the players should get it either today or tomorrow but um there are people out there that are sending those hugs through uh, what is it Uh, through zoom whatever else right trying to wrap Uh, their arms around this team right now
4: yeah i kind of miss uh having uh uh, little girls around, uh, Logan and Madison when I had, you know, bad (laughs) games, you know, they would, uh, you know, write kind of those notes. So uh, I don't remember Jordan ever writing. (laughs) 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 I I don't remember that, but, um, he may have, he may have, but, uh, yeah, they always knew, uh, after a tough game that, uh, you know, I'd be coming home and, uh, not not such a great mood right that's right
3: <laughs> uh the games in addition to having the the adversity that you have to face in the game itself right just the strategy and all that sort of stuff we mentioned the COVID-19 the COVID-19 contact tracing impacted your staff this week and you coached these two games without a familiar face and coach O and for a couple of others uh Ebony Gillum Ebony Halliburton others on the staff uh, just you and coach Carr for these games and to take nothing away from your acumen the both of you i'm sure it was uh, a little different trying to coach w- without uh, coach O, for example a guy that's been kind of your right hand man the last couple of games uh, what all were they allowed to do for those of us that aren't around what were they allowed to do during contact tracing as far as game planning helping you out leading up to the game and then again on game day
4: uh, well I mean they're allowed to do um you know whatever it's a it's a case of um you know three of them are in covid protocols and um so you know we we had some zoom staff calls and as long as they were feeling okay then then you know they jumped on and and uh so yeah just in game preparation a lot of the analytics a lot of just talking about through just like normal um The obvious is during the game, we have duties of of things. And and, uh, so Coach O, you know, helps with substitution, helps with game calls, those kind of things, play calls, keeps kind of a, you know, Play sheet, those kind of things. So, obviously, the suggestions and kind of knowing the ebbs and flows. Um, Coach Gillum keeps fouls, keeps timeouts, all those things. And I think we may have talked about this one of the shows. You know, I had to put together a depth chart of staff before the year so that when, it, when and if these things happen, we just slid people into that so Sadie Murin picked up uh, Stacy Gregoria video coordinator Sadie Murin uh, or Tramer I'm sorry Sadie uh, Bill <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah uh Sadie uh picked up uh, you know fouls and timeouts and and uh Anyway, so you just, yeah, we had to coach Halliburton. Um, she's kind of our hype squad at the uh, middle of the bench. If you ever watch that, you know, she, uh, and she also keeps a deflection chart for us defensively. So we know, you know, how many tips and, and deflections we're getting. So, um, yeah, we, we really, um, yeah, we just kind of moved those things around, and we certainly missed them because obviously they're a big part of the staff and a big part of the game plan going in. Yeah,
3: and, and I would assume that it's not a case where at halftime you can be on a call and, and talk to them, anybody at halftime, about stuff, right? It's just like the NFL or college football, for that matter, if I remember right. There's no allowed they, – they can't zoom in, basically, and, and pass along what they're watching.
4: No, and, and, and uh, I mean, yeah, obviously um, – yeah, you used to there, there was a year where they were allowed some video stuff and then and then they didn't, you know, they, they took that out because every situation wasn't the same and all that. But no, we, we didn't. Uh, no, we're not allowed to do any of that and, and weren't allowed to in this case. No.
3: So what's the update on on the rest of the coaching staff? Are they back this week or do you still have to have them out for another game?
4: Uh, I think we'll have a chance to get uh, maybe a couple back tomorrow. Uh, That'll depend on testing um, or or for Wednesday. I'm sorry. That'll depend on testing and then uh, won't have uh, uh, don't think we'll have a chance to get all three back to maybe the Baylor game, so that would be the uh, Baylor game would be potentially have a full staff, and that'll obviously depend on uh, you know symptoms and testing and, and all the above.
3: We had a question uh, asked at the at the game by a fan asking about uh, some of the players that I know have been battling back, uh, working back from injury. One of them, anyway, was Jada Thorpe, who had the Achilles injury last year, still trying to get back from that. There was a question on her status, how she's feeling, and, and getting back in the rhythm of things, and then also an update on, on Savvy Simmons, who I know who remains out uh, with an injury. I guess, can you give us any updates on, on their progress and, and, and how they're feeling?
4: Yeah, Jada is back and um, uh, eligible to play. Um, Savvy has still not uh, um, progressed through the uh, COVID protocols, so she has had um, – Uh, just uh, she's yeah she's still in the COVID protocols and uh, I'm not sure when she'll be able to get out of those but um, uh, she's got to progress through those just like uh, the others that were in it had to progress through them and um, you know the doctors are um, you know the doctors are always in charge whether it be what what injuries or concussion protocol or whatever but even more so this year it's um, uh, been so much of a situation that our doctors are really having to deal with so many different things this year. And, and
3: uh, uh, certainly this is one of them. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some other news and notes around the conference, the big 12. And of course the K state team is in addition to that. So that's when we come back on the Jeff Minnie show on the K state sports network from Learfield IMG college.
2: Success on game day starts with knowing your opponent. And when it comes to investing, you need to have a game plan too. Here are some stats you need to know. One out of every 10 people fall victim to investment fraud, and consumers lose about $50 billion annually to consumer financial fraud. The Kansas Insurance Department is here to help with a new website at smartinvestks.com. Have a game plan before you invest. Educate yourself on how to avoid scams at smartinvestks.com.
4: What if sustainability were synonymous with US soy? If energy efficiency, water quality, and soil health help define U.S. soy's value, that future is here, the time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is committing to
1: sustainability that's achievable, worthwhile, and enduring. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission, the Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers.
0: Colbert Hills is more than the number one public golf course in Kansas. We offer stunning event space with top-notch service and a professional planner on staff. Whether you need a space for a small lunch meeting with your staff or an exclusive clubhouse for a large-scale celebration or wedding, Colbert Hills can accommodate your needs and budget. And you can always add golf to your events as well. Book an event and enjoy the best view in the Little Apple. And don't forget about Colbert's Bar and Grill for before and after K-State games. Check out the menu and daily specials at colberthills.com. Colbert Hills, your experience, our passion.
2: This is Bill Snyder with some straight talk about opioid abuse. We're all taught to share, but giving someone your pain medication isn't generous. It's reckless. Yet one in five people prescribed an opioid admit to sharing it with others. These drugs can be dangerous, even deadly. Support the people you love. Store your medication securely and dispose of unused medication. If you're asked to share, say no. Help prevent opioid abuse among your friends and family before it starts. Learn more about safe storage and disposal at
3: ItMattersKS.org. Wildcat fans, oil and natural gas production is the second largest industry in the state. It provides over 118,000 jobs and more than $3 billion in family income. Get the facts at KansasStrong.com. Katie Ames, one of our great K-State women's basketball supporters, jumps in on Facebook to say, It's just so heart-wrenching. I think of these girls like my own. It's frustrating as fans not to see a break for this team. We'll keep loving and supporting them. Wish we knew the secret formula to help our girls just keep swimming. Thank you, Katie, for that.
4: Well, thanks, Katie. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, positive. Uh, Yeah, it – well, and and, uh, it was a good crowd yesterday. I wish we could have sent them home with a W.
3: It's coming. It feels like it's right there. It felt it felt like that after Iowa State. It feels like that after Oklahoma. Um, you know, the schedule is part of it, too. You've hit a, an Oklahoma, maybe not per se, but a lot of those other teams are all teams that are having fantastic years. Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, West Virginia, right at the top of the league, and they have all uh, done this to a lot of people. So it's, uh, it's not as if uh, it's been the, the lower part of the schedule, which is coming around. Uh, to K-State a little bit here in the near future, but for the break, we were talking a little bit uh, a, a little bit earlier about Angela Harris. It got me thinking about the success that you've had with uh, transfer players. Sydney Goodson will also fall into that. Has made some big shots here lately. I know she had a tough day at times yesterday, but before that, the Iowa State game, 11 points, really played the point very very well. Seemingly fi- finding her footing after some missed games and missed time early on. But look at the history with Goodson, Angela Harris, Megan Dinas, Karina Middlebrook. The transfer market, as we've seen in college football and elsewhere in the NCAA, seems to be fluxed with more names than it's ever been before. How has that impacted the recruiting side of things? Do you have to now, do you purposely wait to see who's in the transfer market before you decide on, okay, we're going to pursue high school positions in recruiting, or do you hold scholarships? How does that all impact now?
4: You know, it, it, um, I think the 22 class is being greatly impacted by this because of the unknown. I think two things are really greatly impacting that. I think the decision to give an extra year to, to your roster, uh, the transfer market in terms of being able to transfer and be immediately eligible, that decision pending still, but coming down the pike here I think pretty soon. Uh, and then I think the third thing is, is the lack of being able to visit campuses is greatly impacting that. And so what you're seeing across the country is kind of this, you hate to use the word pause or shutdown because those are words that we're all, we're all sick of. Right. Um, but there, there literally has been a kind of just a holding pattern for a lot of recruiting and, um, and so, yeah, the 22 class is being greatly impacted in a lot of ways and, and, um, Roster management is going to be critical. But I will tell you that, um, you know, uh, yeah, I think the transfer market is going to be a huge market going forward uh, this spring. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see if they allow those kids to come to campus because uh, at this stage they're not. And um, I I, I think you're going to see I think you're going to see a lot of movement across the country.
3: What are you allowed, when the transfers occur, how How much are you allowed to uh, do a background check, so to speak, on kids with the school they left? You know, uh, how, what are the rules that the NCAA puts on coaches for that sort of uh, investigative work, so to speak? Why kid transfers, I guess, is what I'm asking.
4: Yeah, I don't know. that the, There's not any rules, per se, unless you're getting into a medical situation or you're getting into a, um, uh, you know, maybe a, you, you you maybe if you had a legal situation that that you know there was something there, but there's not. You know I'll always pick up the phone and and call the coach, especially if I know the coach. Now if we've got assistants that know assistants or head coaches, then then they might call and just say, all right, hey, what's a what's a straight scoop on this, you know what's well, a straight scoop. Now, if you know the kid, uh, and, and most of ours I've known recruited them. So I've already known their character. I've already known those kind of things. So, uh, but you know, when Megan Dinas, uh, left Louisville, you know, I just called Jeff and just, uh, uh, just said, all right, what's the deal here? What, you know, and, uh, you know, cause Megan started for him, uh, her freshman right. year and, uh, they were in the final four that year. And, uh, you know, Jeff was honest about uh, what uh, he thought that, uh, you know, she, she just hadn't progressed and um, needed kind of a fresh start and uh, uh, liked her as a player, liked her as a person. I recruited Megan uh, out of Springfield, so I did know Megan and the family, and so there was some familiarity there, but uh, most of ours have been we've known them and, and we've known them
3: previously. I gotcha. Speaking of, of former players like that, how often do you hear from former players during the season that may reach out to you for a note of encouragement and like, hey, like we just talked about with uh, your daughters or, or mine, uh, having a note of encouragement? Uh, how much do you hear from former players? I, I, outside of someone like Kindred who's a coach maybe seeking out some advice, do they reach out during the season? Do you communicate? You mentioned Peyton Williams the other day that you text with yep. her.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it depends. This is a weird year because in a lot of years you would, uh, you know, when we played UMKC last year, we saw Jess Shebel, we saw Kelly, we saw um, Kindred obviously there. Um, so, you know, you, you tend to uh, catch up that way. Shea Martin was right, at that right. game as well. Um, and then you know you catch up periodically and and now of course uh... just got a wedding invitation from Kelly, you know, so, uh, you know, you catch up that way. Kindred will, because being in the profession will, you know, after a big win or a tough loss, she might shoot a note this way. Um, same, same, the other direction right. of those guys, obviously. So it really depends on the year. Um, talked to Kayla got the other day, uh, coach Hal had her on uh, we were in film session where we were headed into film session and coach Hal had called her and, um, uh, <laughs> and so I got to talk to her, which I hadn't talked to her in a while. It was really good to talk to her. So, um, it, um, every year is a little bit different. I think the COVID year is even more challenging because you don't have players come to the games like you normally would. But, um, yeah, it. Um, some of them we may need to uh, b- come out of retirement a little bit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we joked about that during the broadcast uh, about Courtney Paris being on the other bench. We were hoping for sure that she wasn't going to come out of retirement and try and sneak into the game. That would have been. Yeah,
4: uh, I would agree with that. They probably would love to have uh, they would love to have her yesterday. That's right? for sure.
3: Uh, Courtney versus Ioka would have been a, a fantastic uh, matchup between the two. We'll take a break here. Come back. We'll talk Big 12 when we return after this word from your local stations on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer.
2: And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really
4: starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but
1: he was there beside me When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Never completely ready to adopt a teen.
2: For late nights writing English papers.
1: For your teen's music taste.
2: For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you.
1: For the first time, they call you mom.
2: You're never completely ready to adopt a teen and you can't imagine the reward.
1: To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org.
2: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
3: Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can. reminder don't drive high if you feel different you drive different brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council Jeff Mitty show K State women's basketball being brought to you by People State Bank serving Wildcat fans since 1897. Visit them at PSBBanks.com. People State Bank member FDIC equal housing lender. Brian Smolder, Jeff Mitty back with you. Facebook Live as well as K State Sports Network. You can jump in with a question or comment. Jeff Tatman joins us to say, I think you are awesome, coach. Keep grinding. Uh, Hang in there. Stephen McCrane jumps in to say go Cats. So uh, fans jumping in to to offer up their words of encouragement um, during this stretch for K-State. Uh, Big 12 news and notes. The showdown, the other showdown yesterday, the, the one up in Ames, it was after our game, kept calling it the undercard. K State, Oklahoma was the undercard on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus for the Baylor-Iowa State rematch. It was a great game. And uh, in the end, Baylor comes away with the victory and stays, takes back first place at 7-1. and one. Uh, Did you watch any of that game at all, or, or were you busy after this game uh, with Oklahoma? Uh, I, I only
4: caught a little bit of it. Yeah. I, I didn't catch much of it. I mean, I saw the score and, and, um, uh um, so, yeah, I didn't catch much of it.
3: Uh, Melissa Smith took over kind of down the stretch there uh, against uh, Iowa State. As you might imagine, it was a valiant effort by the Cyclones, but just not enough to offense to take down the Bears. West Virginia into second place. Now they've won eight straight, but news and notes about West Virginia. They're down to eight players now. Two two, two players announced they're into the portal. Uh, they lost another one to the injury. So the number crunch, it's kind of been a year in and year out in Morgantown. They have avoided largely. Uh, to this point, but now uh, suddenly uh, hitting them. Kaiser Gondrasek, though, was named the Big 12 Player of the Week after averaging 27 a game this last week. Uh, 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 Kylie Fjordbach for Iowa State was the rookie of the week after 15 points against Baylor in that loss. West Virginia, Iowa State coming up on Wednesday night. That'll be in Morgantown. Should be a great contest there. That's the same night K-State will be in Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. More on the Lady Raiders coming up. In Texas at Oklahoma on Wednesday. Sooners have suddenly won, as Coach mentioned, narrow loss at Iowa State. They pick up a win uh, against the Jayhawks, now a win against K-State. We'll see if they can hold serve against the Texas team in that Red River rivalry. And then next Saturday, uh, Texas hosting West Virginia, and then Sunday, Baylor uh, against K-State, which uh, which should be a, 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 the matchup uh, next at home for you on Big Toe now on ESPN+. Um, a, a thought here about... Uh, this West Virginia and Texas and Iowa State grouping that has kind of a, that solid group right behind them. Oklahoma trying to get up into that group. Do you see anybody else being able to make a charge here late in the season and jo- join that group, or is there a pretty line of it so far the teams that we've seen? Granted, we haven't seen everybody, but has have those five teams separated themselves from everybody else in the pack, or do you still feel like everyone's still on equal footing behind a Baylor and an Iowa State, so to speak?
4: Well, it feels a little bit like uh, Oklahoma State got some wins early that elevated them into that. I think West Virginia certainly is in that category as well. So there feels to be some separation here. And um – it uh, it's hard for us because we were out for so long to kind of assess all of that. So um, that's really a hard question because we we haven't been able to assess that, and obviously we haven't seen a couple teams in the league. But certainly uh, in in the teams that we have seen, um, it feels like those teams are playing very well and and have for the most part had their roster available to them.
3: That speaking of those games, have you heard any news or notes about game? Makeups of the postponed games that you lost during the last uh, the last month or so.
4: I have not seen any uh, dates or anything like that. Um, I talked to the league a couple times today, but unrelated to uh, <laughs> scheduling. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't the uh, topic that we were discussing. Um, but uh, no, I have not.
3: All right, just didn't know if I throw that in there just to see if, uh, if any plans. Do you you expect all the games to be made up? Was that made clear when they were postponed that hey we'll try the conference has said that they'll try and get them all in or do you think games will be wiped out altogether
4: you know i no i think that every intention is to play the games uh, you know we we have that window at the back end of 10 days so i think you've got the 10-day window now in our case you know they squeeze that oklahoma state game in uh earlier so i think they wanted to get as many in you know uh, that they felt like they could which You know, I, I, that's, that's a tough one for me to answer because it obviously put us in playing five games in almost 12 days right away. Um, but, but, you know, it, um, gonna be hard to get them all in and it uh, there's enough windows late but there's not much wiggle room late so that's a you know the topic that's coming across everywhere right now and, and you've seen this in a couple discussions is are the conference tournaments going to be played and that has actually gotten brought up to me a couple times by other coaches in the league and and uh, would we use those dates for to fill in games that that need to be made up um, I don't know that uh, that I have not been on any league discussions. Discussions on that but a couple coaches brought that up to me a couple weeks ago
3: well that was where i was going to go next because that discussion point leads into the 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 talk show fodder of the the hypothetical is it better uh, to if you're a team that's in the tournament is it better not to play it and just and get your team healthy and and prepared to be on the road and isolated uh, for the next month for the ncaa tournament or is the risk to get a higher seed worth it or is it uh, is it you want to play it if you're a lower-seeded team because it's the only shot you do have to make the postseason.
4: Well, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, we've always looked at this as a lot of ways in terms of the experience and the camaraderie of the Big 12 and, and all those things that uh, I think conference tournaments are so much fun. And I think... The Big 12 does the best conference tournament in the country. Certainly on the men's side has been phenomenal. And the fact that we've been back in Kansas City and the fact that uh, that has um, not had a chance to uh, because of COVID has not had a chance to really uh, come back like we were hoping. But I really feel like that uh, Kansas City has every intention to make it both tournaments and do it really well. But, you know, the men's tournament there is, in my opinion, the best ran in the country and the most fun for the fans across the country. And so, you know, that's tough for us to miss that. And uh, on the women's side, we're wanting to uh, have that as well. And so I hope we get to play it. Um, I have always felt like uh, the conference tournaments were – Valuable to the student-athlete experience and invaluable to setting you up for the NCAA tournament as well.
3: Well, it gives you postseason experience even if you aren't in the mix for postseason. And the other side, it can always help your seeding. At least that's the, what you're told, right? I mean, it's always told if you're going in and you're a, you know, you're on as a five seed in the NCAA tournament a bracketology. You would think, I mean, the, most of the topics are given to you. If you can win one or two more games, you're going to bump your seat up, right? I mean, it has to have I think an impact. It,
4: yeah, and I think it's hard to get hurt quite honestly, because the, the the quality of the teams in the league, it's it's hard to hurt yourself in there, hard to knock yourself out of the tournament if you're in it going in, right? It's not like you're playing in some other leagues where you're playing somebody that's a 283 RPI. That's not the case. So it, it, if, if you're in uh, Krispy Kreme's bracket going into the deal, <laughs> then, 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 <laughs> then, then you're probably uh, got a chance to uh, be pretty good.
3: Charlie Cream is who you're referencing there, the uh, bracketologist on ESPN, who is the Joe Lenardi on the women's side, uh, Charlie Cream. And you've known Charlie a long time, so you can get away with that. Well,
4: Uh, that's my wife's joke. She calls him. (laughs) But, yeah, Charlie does a great job for us, and uh, he he really should use that as like his middle name on the deal. It'd Uh, be
3: catchy. It'd catch on fast. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Texas Tech, the next opponent on the horizon. We'll get coach's thoughts on the Lady Raiders uh, and brevity before the Cats head off to Lubbock, Texas. That's when we return to the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
1: Making ends meet has always been a challenge, but lately... Additional new sources of energy have been driving up costs faster than we can keep up.
4: For people on a fixed income, the impact of costly additional energy sources hits hard. The
3: fact is, oil and
1: natural gas remain the most economical
3: energy source known to the world today, lifting up Kansas families with affordable, reliable energy.
1: That makes all the difference for a Kansas family like mine. Get the facts about Kansas oil and natural gas. Oil, oil and, and natural, natural gas, gas helps, helps keep every, every Kansas, Kansas family strong. strong.
2: Kansas State basketball coach Bruce Weber. When you're a Wildcat training for the Sunflower Showdown, there's one thing expected of you, and that's a commitment to excellence. Dylan's is the same way. Every member of the Dylan's team is committed to giving you high-quality food, low prices, and the kind of friendly service that makes you feel welcome. Swing by Dylan's for your next game day feast. Cheer on the Wildcats with a deli party platter. Great food, low prices at Dylan's. A proud sponsor of Kansas State University frustrated with your current health care coverage? Kansans are saving up to 60% a month with Kansas Farm Bureau health plans. Choose from individual and family plans, short-term coverage, or dental and vision plans. It's quality coverage you can afford. Learn more and get a free quote by visiting kfbhealthplans.com or visiting a Farm Bureau financial services agent near you. K-Staters, make sure everyone knows you're a proud member of the Wildcat family with a K-State license plate on the back of your vehicle. Available with a $50 tax-deductible contribution, these special plates will let everyone know you are proud to be a Wildcat. With more than 10,000 K-State plates on the road today, the Alumni Association's license plate program has raised more than $5 million for scholarships and student recognition programs. Get a K-State license plate at your local DMV office.
3: The Jeff Benny Show presented by Powercat Sports Grill, where fans, friends, and families watch every game. Brian Smoller back with the head coach of the Wildcats, Jeff Benny, on Monday nights throughout the rest of the season, 6 o'clock all the way through March 8th. So we'll be back here next Monday night, February 8th. Uh, for our next installment of the Jeff Mini Show. Before we wrap this one up, Coach, uh, a thought on Texas Tech, next opponent on the road at Lubbock, Texas. Uh, it's been a place where you've, you've had some success here recently, really have been able to take care of business against Texas Tech, but a new regime there with Krista Gerlich, who you know very well, uh, coming over from UTA, the former Lady Raider returns back home, a team that's got some familiar faces in different uniforms, and Vivian Gray and Bryn Gerlick, who come from Oklahoma State, but Lexi Gordon, a talented player, uh, they've got some impact transfers. I guess just a global uh, overall view of Texas Tech and what you'll be facing on Wednesday night.
4: Yeah, I think they've uh, they've done some good things. They really have. They uh, obviously they got two big transfers late August uh, almost, and uh, 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 Bryn and and uh, Vivian Gray. Vivian Gray obviously averaging twenty points a game leaving Oklahoma State uh, and uh, has. Done exactly the same thing at uh, Texas Tech, so um, I like their team. I, they've got a little bit of size in there. They were able to get uh, a couple kids in there with some size. Uh, they they've been able to a uh, couple transfer guards as well have played well. They've they're 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 playing a little junkish. Uh, they can play you a little triangle in two, they can play you a 2-3 where they stack the guards, they can uh, uh, chase you a little bit, uh, so um, have to be prepared for everything. I think they they look to be very sound and um, and Lexi Gordon and Vivian Gray are two really uh, two really good scorers and two really good
3: shooters. Well, that'll be on Wednesday night down in Lubbock, Texas. The next home game, of course, is the uh, Baylor Bears and uh, the Baylor, obviously a team that's a little bit different makeup than they have been in years past, but still very athletic, very good. Moon Erson has really uh, evolved into a, a go-to player for them. Um, I know that it's a game, it's skipping a game here down the stretch, but um, it's never easy going against Baylor, obviously. The national champions, so they, they are what they are, but they have been beaten so far this year, so I guess it, it, there isn't that sort of invincibility with the thought of Baylor being on the schedule, but they are a very tough opponent that will be coming to Bramwich on Sunday.
4: Well, they're really good. You know, they they have they've, they've got a lot of depth. They they're playing probably more people than they have in the past uh, at this time of the year. They they're they're probably like a lot trying to prepare as much depth because of the unknown. Uh, they've got some talented inside uh, players, uh, probably more athleticism. Uh, watching them a little bit. Uh, uh, they might throw the lob more than any team on the break that I've seen. And, and uh, I, I've gotten to catch them a couple times here and there. So they're extremely talented. Moon Urson, you mentioned her. Uh, good to see D.D. Dee Dee Richards back on the floor after a horrible spill back injury, Um, good to see her back, and uh, they're a very talented team.
3: Yeah, Richard's just named to the Lieberman watch list for the top point guard in the country. All right, we'll take a break, come back, wrap things up with Coach in a moment on the Jeff Jeff Mitty Show on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: Heat, drought, wind, hail, northern corn leaf blight, gray leaf spot. If your corn is under stress, you are too. Get Veltima fungicide, swift activity with fast payback. An expanded application window (sighs) makes life simple, and it's the secure choice with powerful residual for visibly healthier corn. Swift, simple, secure. Veltema Fungicide. Call your BASF rep today. Always read and follow label directions. Veltema Fungicide is not
4: registered in all states. You can do your part to win the dang day by making small daily improvements such as eating more fruits and vegetables, living tobacco free, and taking a short walk. All these things can make a great impact on your overall wellness. Join me, Chris Kleiman, head coach of the K-State Wildcats, along with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas, Stormont Vale Health, and our PowerCat Health Partnership, encouraging all Kansas to live a healthier
0: lifestyle. Learn more about the PowerCat Health Partnership by visiting KStatesports.com backslash
1: PowerCat Health.
0: Biodiesel
2: turns soybean oil, used cooking oils, and waste animal fats into fuel so amazing that it drives more than 60,000 U.S. jobs and supports more than $11.4 billion in economic impact. Learn more about America's advanced biofuel at kansassoybeans.org biodiesel. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission. The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas farmers.
1: People's State Bank offers 10 convenient locations statewide. Whether you're looking for a loan, personal or business accounts, ATMs, mobile banking, or bill pay, PSB wants to help you. At People's State Bank, we take pride in our communities. Check us out at psbbanks.com. People's State Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
3: things up here on this monday night we'll be back here next monday night at six o'clock for the next installment of the show coach appreciate you coming on i know it's not not always easy doing these things especially after some of the losses we've had but good to hear from the fans and everybody shouting out encouragements and it will get better right that's what the message we keep telling everybody
4: well i think we're improving and uh you know i i I do i think we're improving and uh no it's hard to hear without the results because you knock on the door you knock on the door but um uh, we're improving. We got to see a special uh, performance yesterday by Lee. I thought Carr played well. thought Ranky played well. Those are positive things. I ever made big plays,
3: so all the above. Coach, appreciate it. Good luck this week. All right, Brian. Thank you. That's Jeff Minney on the Jeff Minney Show. For Brett Fultz, Jeff Minney, Caleb Manke, I'm Brian Smaller saying th- so long. Thank you for watching the Jeff Minney Show with the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: This has been the Jeff Minney Show. Brought to you by PowerCat Sports Grill, where fans, friends, and families watch every game. People's State Bank, serving Wildcat fans since 1897. People's State Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Kansas Strong, get the facts at kansasstrong.com. And by the Kansas Soybean Association, the Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the K-State Sports Network.